0: Are you ready for more Star Wars adventure? Our friends over at the Dorky Diva Show present a feature-length audio drama, The Adventures of the Zolan Dart. It's coming soon. If you want more information, head over to the DorkyDivaShowpresents.com and enjoy the trailer coming up next. Shout, we've got your pigs. Were any of the critters harmed? What did you do now? I didn't do anything. I just freaked out for no reason. It was nice doing business with you again. Maybe next time we could deliver something less uh, temperamental. <laughs> now, what you call temperamental, I call fun.
1: Hey, is there a place nearby where I can make some repairs?
0: Uh, oh, we yeah, got three clicks south of here. You'll find a small spaceport. Uh, they, they should have what you need, as long as it's nothing too big.
1: Dynamic class. My stars! You don't hear about many of those still being spaceworthy.
0: It's been in my family for a while. She's pretty great. Uh, any chance you have a hover cart we can use to load up? I'll check out the holonet to see if anything new has come up in the sector. My name is Sereth Kohn. I am the chief here on Kamai. My people and I have been experiencing food shortages out of late due to unforeseen natural occurrences. We are looking to hire someone. I say we take this one. The pay is great and it's the type of job we're familiar with. Welcome, welcome. You must be Captain Otoa. I've already sent word to Pactu to expect you in the next cycle or so. You told him we were coming before we even accepted the job. That's rather presumptuous, isn't it? Uh, perhaps, though once I received confirmation that you were interested and on your way here, I couldn't help but hope. Fair enough. Well, we'll be back as soon as we can. That's not good. Is that blaster fire right here? Ah,
1: so you're the one. Captain, it sounds like they want to do this the hard way.
0: <laughs> I love when they got some fight in them.
1: Uh, this is bad. This is bad. We're about to have a lot of company.
0: I'll see you soon.
1: Hi, this is Savannah.
0: And this is Brian from the Dorky Diva Show.
1: And you're listening to Star Wars.
0: The best place for below average Star Wars. Welcome to the Star Wars show, the best place for below average Star Wars. This is our first episode since the tragic passing of Dave Prowse. Dave died at age 85 and is a Star Wars legend. Dave, of course, played Darth Vader in the original Star Wars trilogy. I think the best words were said by George Lucas in memory of Dave. George said that Prowse had an imposing stature and movement performance to match the intensity and undercurrent of Vader's presence. He was up for anything and contributed to the success of what would become a memorable, tragic figure. George went on to say that Prowse brought a physicality to the Darth Vader that was essential for the character. He made Vader leap off the page and onto the big screen. May he rest in peace. And obviously for us in the UK, he was, of course, the Green Cross Code Man, which I don't remember because I was too young for that, but he was essentially part of videos here in the UK that went out across all schools, um, teaching kids how to cross the road safely. Um, sort of a superhero type character. Do you, have you seen those videos, Ian? I haven't,
1: mate, no. I, I'm, I'm more of the uh, the green hed- the hedgehog videos that we used to see.
0: Yeah, so the, the hedgehog, so for those who don't yeah. know, the hedgehog was like an animated dancing hedgehog, which was also very cool. <laughs> um, that taught kids how to cross the road safely. But, um, but before our time... Uh, sort of before Star I think it was before Star Wars, yeah. Um, he was sort of this green cross-code man, and he's a, a lot of people's generation's go-to person of learning how to cross the road safely and being, being aware of sort of the errors of the road. Um, I never met Dave Prowse. Um, sort of, I started doing conventions, and I haven't done loads in around 2015, and I think David was wrapping up around that point, because um, I know only been retired from conventions for a couple of years before he passed away. Um, have you ever met him at any conventions no even,
1: I haven't met to be fair but obviously a living legend and uh, yeah it's sadly missed
0: definitely yeah. I think obviously like you know he, he, he got to age 85 which is nothing to be sort of sniffled that um, you know he, he sort of was a part of everybody's life if you think he was like Asdor Feder, oh my voice is going there Asdor Feder um As Darth Vader, like, you know, obviously James Earl Jones is the voice, but like that presence on screen and the turns and the the way sort of the helmet would move a bit and look at you or look at the screen even or look at characters. Um, When Vader would use the force, sort of the way he would use his arms, um, all that physicality sort of bringing sort of subtle nuances and telling the story of sort of, lost hope and um, sort of a tortured soul, as well as a fierce warrior, um, sort of all in this man's movements on on set. That was captured on camera. I think, um, like, definitely a legend for me. Um as I said, sad that he's gone, but he leaves behind a absolutely brilliant legacy.
1: Definitely, mate, yeah. 100%. 100%. And he seemed like everyone who's, everyone who's obviously talked about him uh, seems to he was a lovely, lovely guy very humble guy as well I know he started as a bouncer and all that type of thing in clubs around I don't know is he from Bristol
0: I believe he's from yeah, Bristol yeah bouncer
1: around the clubs in Bristol so yeah uh, seemed a very nice man yeah
0: I think it was um I'm trying to think Stephen Merchant I think possibly is part of the story saying that his, his dad once got like bounced out of the club by Dave pros.
1: yeah I, think um, I saw that on Twitter yeah
0: who got, got escorted from a nightclub uh, by bouncers of Prowse, which is quite a cool story to yeah. tell. Um, and in that story as well, see, I want to say that, you know, it wasn't like the bouncers of today, where they sort of rough you up, fight here. you. He sort of escorted him out peacefully. stopped stopped all the fights that were happening and escorted him out peacefully, which is um, like a true gentleman. Which is, you know, just goes to show the type of character he was.
1: Yeah, definitely, mate. Yeah, hundred percent.
0: So yeah, so today's episode is dedicated to the memory of Dave Prowse, rest in peace, mate. And now getting back on to what we're going to be talking about today, which is that Disney, the Walt Disney Company's investor day event is what it's being called. It was sort of like a investor call type thing. Yeah, they do one every um, year,
1: but obviously this one, obviously with COVID in that, I don't think they've had the chance to. They normally do their announcements. Obviously, like uh, obviously we've had Star Wars celebration this year. Uh, this Comic Con for Marvel and all that type of thing. So I think it was more. I think this one's probably the most like news-heavy one we've ever seen.
0: Yeah, and it was very much like a presentation as well. It was like it wasn't just sort of facts and figures and bar charts and pie charts for the investors. It was sort of, I mean, it was a bit of that I'm talking about that, but it was very much a sort of a, a presentation of sort of future products coming from. The Disney Company and its um, sister companies. Um, so, Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy was on hand, uh, and she announced a staggering number of new films, series, and surprises. Um, basically, the Star Wars universe is going to be expanded like never before. Really, especially on, um, like, in canon and on the big screen and the small screen. I think diving in straight away. Sort of first thing I got announced for me, which caught my eye, was Rogue Squadron. Um, so the next Star Wars feature film will be Rogue Squadron, directed by Patty Jenkins, who's, of course, uh, the director behind the Wonder Woman franchise. Obviously, Wonder Woman 1984s uh, is due to hit theatres on the 16th of December in the UK and on Boxing Day in the United States, I believe. Uh, the story will introduce a new generation of Starfighter pilots as they earn their wings and risk their lives in a boundary-pushing, high-speed thrill ride and move the saga into a future era of the galaxy. Um, Paddy Jenkins went on to say that it's been a lifelong dream as a filmmaker uh, to one day make a great fighter pilot film. Um, as the daughter of a great fighter pilot herself. Um, some of her best memories of her life are seeing her father squadron take off in the F4s every morning and he- hearing and feeling sort of the awe inspiring power and grace of like those fighter jets. Um, and sort of should, there's a cool video where she released on her sort of Twitter and Instagram where she's sort of rollerblading. She goes to her car and she's talking about, you know, her father and the memories of the jets taking off. Um, and then we see her sort of put a helmet on all of a sudden, and all of a sudden, her overalls turn to red. And then she uh, starts walking towards an X Wing, which is a T65 X Wing, I believe. It is, yeah. And also in the logo for Rogue Squadron, which might not be the official logo, but the logo Lucas still used in the presentation is Rogue Squadron. And then in those words, I believe is a T65 silhouette.
1: Yes, uh, I've seen people say everything, it could be a T-70, T-75, T-85, but uh, obviously we'll get into this in a minute, like obviously with Kathleen Kennedy saying about the new era it's ushering in, there's a debate to see where this might fall on the actual timeline, but uh, we'll get into that in a minute, like. but yeah, uh, I'm really surprised they're doing a Rogue Squadron film, I'm happy, like I think it's a, I think it's a, like, a really uh, good idea. And uh, to be fair, like the one film I feel like they've got the uh, space combat right in the new Disney ones is Rogue One, and the last, the uh, last, the space battle in Rogue One is probably my favourite one. It sometimes like swaps with Endor in Return of the Jedi, but the space battle in Rogue One is absolutely tremendous. So if they're able to bring that onto screen for a full movie, then, uh, but yeah, yeah, I'll be, I'll be very happy.
0: Yeah, I think obviously I think, yeah, like for me that space battle in Rogue One is absolutely fantastic um, as was, I thought, the space battle, although it's very short at the beginning of The Last Jedi with the bombers was um, fantastic as well um,
1: Not the biggest fan of that, to be so fair
0: you...
1: Not the biggest fan, but uh, we won't get to the Last Jedi type of thing I just, I didn't really like the bomber design but I can see, yeah, with the air, yeah, the air wings and the TIE fighters and the poor damn and stuff. I like that. I just, I'm not the biggest fan of the bombers used in Last Jedi.
0: But yeah, yeah, well, each really, yeah, yeah.
1: But that's uh, the thing. In The Force Awakens, we got the uh, like the little battle at Starkiller Base, and then The Rise of Skywalker, we got the big scale battle, but it wasn't very, it wasn't very uh, what's the word intimate.
0: No, it wasn't very intimate at all. Otherwise, it's how no. it was it? Um, which is a case of he has loads of ships. Yeah, literally every model um,
1: we've got digitally will just stick in this yeah. fleet. <laughs> I love the moment. Don't get me wrong, I love the moment of seeing all them ships. But it's not. It's like a. Yeah. It's like a. It's like an Avengers moment, type thing. And uh, yeah.
0: But even then, at least, the, at least when you see yeah. those Avengers, you, you've seen them yeah, in the a yeah, movie, yeah. so you've got that emotional attachment. Where this was like, we don't even know who's pilot noise. I know. know what you mean. Yeah. Um, so, I, so that emotional connection sort of like yeah. wasn't there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, for me, I get the feeling that obviously, read between the lines, I think Patty Jenkins has gone in to speak to this film. Um, like, you know, she's proven herself as a sort of one of the leading directors in Hollywood in the industry oh, today. Yeah. Um, and it's, as you said, she's, she's referenced sort of our past to our father and our father's squadron flying these F-4 planes in the American military. Um, and maybe she's pitched this movie. And it's been, the pictures wowed Lucasfilm and Disney. So they have yes, let's make it. Um, as for when it's set, I, I don't know whether to take Kathy's words, I'm saying it's like a new era to mean a new era of canon or a new yeah. era for Star Wars film making.
1: I tend to lean towards it's going to be after the return of the Jedi, maybe. I just don't see them doing anything post Rise of Skywalker. Not yet, anyway. I just, I just think, well, maybe because obviously, uh, where Dennis Lawson came back for, Raz Skywalker, so it was going to be post, uh, Raz Skywalker. Then he could be obviously be, the mentor type thing like he is in the books. Obviously, he's the leader of Rogue Squadron in the books, which we'll get onto in a minute. Because uh, I'm just reading the tweet from the uh, author, you know, Michael Stack, Michael A. Stackball, who wrote the Rogue Squadron books, old in the old Star Wars Legends day. I was just reading the tweet from there. Where did it go? I can't find it now, but I remember it from the other day. It said, uh, "How do you gain so many followers overnight?" Uh, have Luke have Luke's film announce a uh, Rogue Squadron movie? So he had a little joke about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think like. Why would you need a rogue squadron when they told the total story of the war now being over at the end of Rise of Skywalker? Um, for me, I think in that logo it is a T sixty five. In my opinion, uh, those engines are round on each wing rather than half around in the later models. The T seventy mods. Yeah, I, yeah, I
1: definitely don't think um, it's a, like a new Republic X wing because uh, from because on Star Wars Resistance we see the new X wings and I don't, I definitely don't think it's that type of X wing. To
0: be fair, yeah. So, I honestly believe it's a T65 so I think we'll probably and to call it Rogue Squadron Rogue Squadron has a very specific meaning and canon of what squadron that is the elite um, so yeah so I've, I've got a feeling that that is what it's going to be um, but I'm not too bad about that side of it I think it's just obviously getting like a, a fighter pilot movie um, is, is fantastic. Obviously, um, Rogue Squadron arrives in the theatre as Christmas 2023, um, is what they've said. And they've said that's the next Star Wars movie. Um, so I'm sort of glad we're getting like a, I mean, it might lead to a series of movies, but I'm glad we're getting a movie that's like not connected sort of yeah. thing. Like, I think it's going to be fun, fun to go and watch this movie, Christmas 2023. Um, like I said, I can't wait to see some X-Wing sort of Taking out TIE Fighters, um, taking out Pirates, taking out Star Destroyers. Um, we're probably going to see some get blown yeah. up. <laughs> um, def- so that, that could be I sad as well. Like, um, yeah. I was
1: reading a thing with uh, Patty Jenkins saying, obviously I've just started reading the first Rogue Squadron book. I've never read it before. but uh, And she, she has said, she has gone on uh, to be quoted to say that the Rogue Squadron movie, although it will be a completely new story, uh, it will take influence from the books and the comics because they're one of the they're one of the most like highly regarded books and comics from the uh, old EU. So, so it's good to say she yeah. might like use some of that stuff. Maybe use the, a few characters from them. I'm not quite sure, but it's good that they will have some part in these new films.
0: Yeah, I mean, like obviously the. the... They'll pick and choose what, yeah. what fits and what doesn't. I mean, it's just an just idea. Like, yeah, but I think, obviously, one thing it is canon, so they're going to have to tie into that sort of Rogue Squadron story that's in the new Star Wars one that started in 2015.
1: Yeah, the uh, the comic, yeah, obviously, in canon, Rogue Squadron is named after, obviously, the Rogue One crew. Uh, Luke Skywalker, obviously, it's in one of the... I can't remember what issue the comic is, but he, uh, he's talking to Wedge and he's like, oh, we need to... We need to act a bit more off-the-cuff, like you know, so, so And then he says, Rogue Squadron, form up. And then, I haven't read the book yet, but then apparently, obviously, in Empire Strikes Back, there's Rogue Leader and there's Rogue Two. There's no Rogue One. And uh, they retired the Rogue One call sign, obviously, in honour of the Rogue One crew. That's from, a, that's from a certain point of view in the uh, Empire Strikes Back book, which I haven't had a chance to read yet, but I have seen that online, which is a nice tie-in. I'd love to see like a tie-in. Like some sort of mention of like the Rogue One crew in the film, and that's why it's named Rogue Squadron. Got yeah, it
0: would be fantastic, even if they just did it like in the opening credits or something, just showed you, like a sort of a flashback to like what yeah. happened like during the Battle of Scarf, maybe. Um, so yeah, so I mean, for me, I'm excited about it. Uh, I think getting like a essentially a whole movie about fighter squadron in the star wars universe is is fantastic um gets us away from the force uh, and sort of tied into that sort of jedi storyline which even though the mandalorian promised sort of to be something different it's very much dialed back into the force idea in the history of the jedi which i love because i love that but i think this is going to be something different and and i think that's again what she means by a new era um so i think like yeah definitely definitely exciting times and um I definitely recommend anyone who has, hasn't seen it go to Patty Jenkins' um, Twitter account and watch that video because um, I get the impression she made that herself because I don't think it went up on No, Wars, after they anything.
1: announced. And they've obviously, Star Wars have retweeted it since. But uh, just, she announced yeah. it on her social media as soon as uh, Kathy Kennedy obviously announced the uh, Rogue Squadron movie. And uh, yeah, you are right. It's an awesome movie. and I've heard she doesn't do projects that she doesn't believe in. So for her to truly believe in this, I think it'll be awesome.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think um, I think she's pitched it. They've been yeah. wild by it, um, and I think like very excited. Obviously,
1: obviously um, her, da- her dad was a, obviously she covers it in the video. Her dad was a fighter pilot in the U.S. military, and he died in service to his country. So obviously, it's it's a it's a very important film for her. Obviously, she's always wanted to make one to honor her dad. So if she's putting all this effort and she's got that behind her, I think it'll be amazing
0: definitely. Um, so they've announced that that will be the next Star Wars movie which means that the untitled Taika Waititi film is now being sort of I wouldn't say pushed back, but it's now longer the next movie coming out. Um, what they have said is that a brand new Star Wars feature with a clean filmmaker and Academy owner, Taika Waititi is in development. Taika's approach to Star Wars will be fresh, unexpected and unique. Um, his enormous talent and sense of humour will ensure that audience are in for an unforgettable ride. Um, for me, I think obviously because of COVID, four four, Love and Thunder is well yeah. behind. He needs to finish that up for the Disney company first. So I, I think it's just a case of, um, because of that, we're going to have to start your movie late, and that's not a problem. And here we are with a project from Patty Jenkins that's wild us. So we'll go ahead and green light green light that because she's wrapped that Wonder Woman movie; it's coming out soon. Uh, I don't believe she's signed on for Wonder Woman three, so. Uh, and even if she was, yes. it would come later, probably after whatever next Justice League movie is if they do one. Um so yeah, the tiger not really any news for the tiger, I just thought it's still coming. There was um yeah, so wrong, and, and just sort of that he's he's gonna get I wouldn't say free reign, but they're gonna allow his sense of humour and sort of his style and approach to come through the story. Which is very excellent. Yeah, the only
1: thing we saw from it was obviously the logo, which was a blue and pink Star Wars logo, which is interesting. Obviously, very, very with TT style. Uh, and uh, we also saw an image behind Kathleen Kennedy of like a planet. And it looked, it was all multicolored and all that type of thing. But it had, it looked like, I can't remember what they're called. There's a novel from the ODU called Dawn of the Jedi and the thing on it looked a lot like what's on the cover of dawn of the jedi book and obviously oh it did, yeah it's like it's like a it's like a
0: it's like, it like a prism like a pyramid yeah, that type prism type thing
1: or it looked like the mortis obelisk from clone wars
0: so maybe Ooh, we're sure. getting
1: into cuz obviously benioff and vice were Going to tell a story about the origins of the Jedi before they got quit, got fired, whatever that was about. Uh, so maybe Taika is going to be telling the story of like the origin of the Jedi, maybe.
0: Maybe I think with Taika, like it could be absolutely anything, <laughs> um, which is exciting because it means like I, you've got no idea what he what he could be doing. Um, I think like I'm glad it hasn't got released yet. I'm glad enough pushing it early I'm glad that I'm finishing up these other obligations first and like I said if they've got this rogue squadron film ready to go then they may as well push ahead with that and then leave tight at the time I'm sure he's got a Kelly um, War award winning writer from 1917 working on that with him as well um, so it gives them more time on the script and then more time in pre-production as well which is fantastic
1: yeah definitely obviously yeah uh, like I said not a lot to go on with that but uh, it was a, it was really funny I was looking on Instagram other day and he put up a uh, like a picture of the Star Wars announcement, and he wrote, "What uh, as a long-time fan of Star Wars, I'm so angry about what I'm about to do to ruin it," <laughs> which is pretty funny. Because yeah, because literally, oh, uh, yeah. whatever whatever anyone does, there's a section of the fan base who'll think it's ruins Star Wars. So it's good to see he has a sense of humour, which we
0: all know he does. Definitely, I think definitely like taking a shot at like the fandom yeah. menace there as well, like sort of saying like look, look, like it's just. People making yeah, Star you, people Wars. People aren't going There's certain.
1: There's a certain <laughs> selection of like the fan base that just don't seem to like anything. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So moving on from that, we had Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, so last August at the D23 Expo, Lucasfilm announced the return of Hugh Mcgregor in the iconic role of Jedi Master Obi Wan Kenobi for a special event series on Disney Plus. It's now officially titled Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, we got the logo, which is sort of a cross between the um the yep. old prequels text in the middle with the two lines above and beyond it. And I also know it's the eye on the logo is the Kenobi lightsaber handle, which is very cool. Um, so yeah, so it's officially titled Obi-Wan Kenobi Now. Um, the series begins ten years after the dramatic events of Star Wars Roger the Sith, uh, where he faces his greatest defeat. Um Sort of the downfall and corruption of his best friend in Jedi Apprentice Anakin Skywalker, who became Darth Vader. So although Obi Wan won the battle, the actual idea of a duel, Obi Wan didn't really win because, like I said, like he he lost everything that in that day. That day, he lost his best friend. He lost his uh, his Jedi Order. Lost his family. Um, the galaxy lost its sort of freedom. And Let the greatest enemies um,
1: control the galaxy.
0: Yeah. Um, so obviously, this series is directed by Deborah Chow, who obviously did a great job on in season one, um, and also she announced that uh, Hayden Christensen will return as Darth Vader, um, and she used the words "This will be the rematch yes. of the century." Um, so, I mean, I'm very, I'm glad that. It's got a title, Obi Wan Kenobi. I've seen that title. Then. Love it. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm glad it's not called like Obi Wan Kenobi Chronicles or or.
1: I'll I'll get uh, onto that later because there is one show that got announced that should have the word Chronicles in it, but we'll get onto that later. But yeah, the Obi Wan Kenobi one. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then I like, um, sort of. Um, God, that, kid, Christensen is coming back. Have you wanted them back since? Um, Since the sequel trilogy, really, to come back as sort of a force ghost, a voice. Um and I think like whether he's gonna be a physical presence or not, I thought having him back for this series is brilliant because Obi-Wan would probably spend a lot of time thinking about him. So whether it's in flashbacks or Obi Wan's thoughts, he would be picturing Anakin Skywalker Darth Vader. Um so we're probably hopefully gonna get some of that. And then also if we actually get him physically as Darth Vader as well. That is again like a double whammy for me. Yeah, That's I have so to believe awesome.
1: that they wouldn't announce him to come back if they were just going to have Vader in the suit. So I hundred percent believe. I think we'll see flashbacks to the Clone Wars. I think we'll see flashbacks of them training maybe in their life because obviously it doesn't take a lot to you McGregor's age really well. Hayden Christian, if with a bit of makeup and his hair and like the old Clone Wars style, it won't take a lot to make them look like they did in the prequels. So, yeah, I'd have to believe that we're going to see Anakin. I have to believe that we'll see Vader without his helmet on at some point, maybe uh, back in his fortress on Mustafar or something. So, yeah, yeah, come on.
0: Well, well, how about this? How about, like, you know one of the the awesome creepy visuals from Rogue One was Vader in the back of tank? So what if we get a similar sequence, but it's like Hayden Christensen and in the back of the tank, getting his suit on before he flies off to meet someone? Yeah, him.
1: Yeah, I have to believe that we will see Hayden in the makeup, all scarred up, and that. Obviously, Darth Vader's not a happy yeah, guy, so absolutely. I think we might see some scenes with him without the helmet on. Like, obviously, we know what about, but obviously, yeah, I have to believe that.
0: Yeah, so definitely. So for me, I want, I want flashbacks to Jedi Anakin. I want Darth Vader wrecking shop like he does in Rogue One. And then I also want a Vader unmasked yeah. scene as well with Hayden. I want all three. I'm being greedy. I want all three. I've seen
1: scared. the I've seen a rumour, obviously, that Vader will be a villain, but there'll be also another villain. And it'll be a, a group of clones led by Commander Cody. It's apparently Tamara Morrison signed up for the Obi Wan Kenobi show. So I have I have seen that that obviously uh that Cody could be leading a, a like a a task force of clones, Jedi hunters. Obviously, the history with Cody and Obi Wan, so that'd be pretty cool as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, mean, I wonder how many clones are left in service 10, 10 years after i of the Sith. But would be interesting to see. I think um, the hard job for uh, Tamura to, to sort of now sort of depict. Yeah, to pick these characters as different characters, you know, look the same. I think he's up for the challenge though. Um, but like that, that that will be a hard job. But it will, if he pulls that off, it will set him out as, you know, a brilliant, brilliant actor. I think um, they'll have to
1: de-age him for that. Yeah, I'm not. No, I'm. To be fair, no, I don't think he will. Because it, uh, if it's ten years after Revenge of Sith. I think Cody will be roughly around the same age tomorrow as now.
0: Yeah, because you got to remember that sort of Tamura is Fett, He's got yeah. a lot of like scarred up makeup on there. Yeah. So, like, if you take all that off, yeah, give him some hair. Like, he looks different than if, say, if Tamir I Tamir Mansik the really performance really nailed off. Nailed um,
1: fair, So,
0: yeah. So that will be that will be good. Um. So yeah, like I think just, I'm I'm glad Hayden's yeah. back. Um, me too. Mate. It's a lot of me. Sort of as someone who who loved the prequels. Um, I'm I'm really really pleased. Really, really pleased that he's back. Um, I think him and Ewan are, are going to do a great job together. Um, and I'm excited to see what Deborah Chan does Yeah, the...
1: Ewan said the other day, he said the best thing about doing Kenobi again is to work with Hayden again, which is awesome to see.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Um, so, moving on from that, we had the announcement of Ahsoka. After making her long awaited live action debut in The Mandalorian, Ahsoka Town Story, written by Dave Filoni, will continue in the limited series, starring Rosario Dawson, an executive produced by Dave Filoni and John Favreau. Um, one thing I want to talk about straight away is that they released this Ahsoka logo. Um, so, we're just looking at the word Ahsoka to start with, the O is very much like um, the staff she has yes. at the end of Rebels, the top bit. Um so there's that and then I also noticed that like there's like yeah. a star chart in the middle which, which reminded me of the loading screen from yeah. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and then there's also um like on either side of the star chart there's Jedi sort of Jedi writing that reminded me of the Saiyan seat from yeah. the Mandalorian episode featuring uh, Grogu when he's calling out the Jedi before he gets captured
1: yeah definitely uh, and also the star chart behind it reminds me a lot of the World Between Worlds from Star Wars Rebels,
0: yes, definitely. Yeah, them circles. So, sort of, although they didn't really give us much information, except for the fact that Dave Filoni's writing it all, and the fact that it's being executive yeah. produced by Dave and John. We got, we got, and Rosario Dawson's obviously back as the character. Uh We got no other information, but this logo, like, it's the most, it's the yeah. busiest logo they've given, and it feels very point for a purpose. So, like. For me, like the logo really got me excited because it was like, well, is that a star chart? Is it the world between worlds? Is it a mix of, are we going to see maybe the Zephyr? Or are we going to get like stories of the Zephyr, which of course were like mystical force weaving beings from before the times of the Jedi, from thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago, um, which are depicted in Star Wars Jedi 4, another video game, um, in the same seat does that date back to a similar time? Because also in that episode, the scene in the siege, it reminded me of one of the spheres, and there's a lot of spheres in the Zephyr culture. Yeah,
1: definitely. Uh, I could see it being Zephyr related. The only thing we know about the show is that it's set within the timeline of the Mandalorian.
0: Yeah, so for me, that says to me that we're going to see why she's yeah. going after the and the Throne, why she wants that information, and is it because of Ezra? Yeah, because obviously
1: there's a lot of uh, theories going around. Obviously the Mandalorian finale is on... Friday this week coming, and obviously, I tend to believe there's going to be a Jedi appear at the end. Obviously, that call from Grogu went out to someone, so I'm guessing. And then a lot of people have said it could be Ezra Bridger, but then if she's looking for Thrawn, I have to believe that he's Ezra Bridger is still with Thrawn. So, yeah, and also, they did say that obviously, there's we haven't talked about it yet, but obviously, there's the Mandalorian, Ahsoka, and Rangers of the New Republic which are all going to intersect to tell, to go forward to one big event. So I wonder if, obviously, the Thrawn name drop in a, in the Ahsoka, basically the Ahsoka pilot in the Mandalorian. It's like a bit of a backdoor pilot. Uh, I wonder if that is also going to, if the Mandalorian Thrawn, uh, Mandalorian, Rangers of the New Republic and Ahsoka are all going to lead towards in a confrontation with Grand Admiral Thrawn. Because they did say that, that these three shows will intersect.
0: Yeah. Definitely. I mean, just, just to talk about yeah. that. So, Rangers of the New Republic. Um, so, yes, set within the timeline of The Mandalorian, this new live-action series from executive producers John Favreau and Dave Filoni will intersect with future stories and culminate in a climatic, um, climatic story event. So, I wonder if, like, obviously... I get the impression this. So yeah. Ahsoka's going to focus on Ahsoka, who we've seen in Mandalorian season two, and she's very much after information about certain things thrown, and that to us leads her to Ezra and how she got Sabine, things like that. And then obviously, this Rangers of the New Republic, to me, I wonder if they're actually talking about what, um, what Trap Adam he's, I can yeah, and him, what yes. they're doing in the Outer Rim. I'm,
1: I'm... I'm really yeah, because obviously at the end of chapter four. Was it four? I think it was four. Obviously he talks to Cardoon and he says, uh, people in the core worlds don't think there's anything going on here, but these these uh, incidents with like Imperial Remnant are too coincidental. He says something along those lines to be just like a coincidence. So it leads me to believe that obviously I think they will follow the Imperial Remnant side, Ahsoka will follow the Grand Admiral side, the Mandalorian will do its own thing as well, and then, obviously, they'll intersect for, like, I don't want to say it because it's Star Wars, but for, like, an Avengers-type thing on Disney+. Plus.
0: Well, well, imagine this, like, imagine, like, we'll get Season 3 Mandalorian, this, this series of Rangers of the New Republic and the Ahsoka series, and it yeah. all ties into, like, one big event, where like Thrawn comes back, kills Moff Gideon, takes his place as head of the Imperial Remnant, um, and then it's sort of like a soak at the range as a Mando versus Thrawn and what's left of the Seventh. Yeah, week.
1: definitely. Uh, like I said, obviously we need to wait to see what happens on Friday because obviously we don't know what the fa- the finale of Mandalorian season two is going to be. Will we get a Thrawn? Will we see Thrawn? Obviously, last season they teased us with the Darksaber to get us talking for another year, I tend to believe we'll have another thing like that at the end of season two to get everyone talking for another year to go. oh, What's going to happen here? So I wonder if, like, the last image of the uh, season two of *The Mandalorian* will be like maybe Gideon's defeated, and then it'll find out. Obviously, we see Frawn Thrawn or something. But I tend to believe it, if it's if these three shows are leading to an event, and she's mentioned Grand Admiral Thrawn, then it has to be then they have to be leading towards something with Thrawn. Who better to lead the Imperial Remnant? It's very heir to the Empire, which obviously is where Thrawn came from. That was his first introduction to Star Wars, Is heir to the Empire. And uh, I could just see it obviously leading towards an, uh, a confrontation with Grand Admiral Thrawn. Rangers of the New Republic is... Uh, I'm excited for Rangers of the New Republic because I don't know whether it means like Rangers, like on the ground or... I, got the, I get the impression that Dave, obviously Trapper Wolf, And Carson Teva are just, obviously at this point, the New Republic's demilitarized. They don't have the numbers that they used to have when it was obviously the Rebellion or like in the year after Endor, where they had to defeat the Empire. So I get it, the fact that maybe there's a couple of X-Wings that patrol this lane, a couple of X-Wings that patrol this lane. So it will be quite cool to see who these Rangers are going to be. So, yeah, it looks... Yeah, we don't really know. Obviously, it's set within the timeline uh, of the Mandalorian, and that's it. But obviously, if Dave if Dave and John are directing, uh, obviously doing the story for Mando, Rangers, and Ahsoka, then they're all going to intertwine with each other. They're all going to have links to each other. Like I said, then it's all going to... A climatic story event has to... Uh, to me, it sounds like, obviously, with... Throne building up his resources through the uh what was the name? The magistrate. It all seems very uh heir to the That's empire correct, to me.
0: Yeah. yeah, so I think very intriguing that like sort of these three series are now gonna intertwine. Um I think for me I probably wouldn't be that bothered about this. Um Rangers in the New Republic, but because they've said it's going to intertwine and it's there for a reason to sort of tell a wider story of what's happening in the Mandalorian and then it's going to coincide with the Soka Mandalorian coming together, I think like it's now very yeah, exciting all yeah. of a sudden. Um, and like I said, depending on what happens in Mando at the end of the season, which is this Friday, um, our theories could be very different. Yeah, 100%. could all out by Friday. Friday and
1: we'd be like, oh, we were wrong
0: yeah or we could have even like even wilder ideas because of what happens in the, in that yeah episode. definitely
1: yeah because like I said they teased us with the Darksaber at the end of season 1 they're going to tease us with something else to get us talking for another year because obviously it's another year it'll be a, this time again next year we'll get Mando season 3 so yeah very exciting Uh like I said there was uh, obviously the Netflix shows for Marvel there was Daredevil Iron Fist Punisher and all that stuff, and then they led to The Defenders so it, I'm guessing it's that type of thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I definitely agree with that. I think um, it's going to be very exciting. I mean, even if it doesn't even lead to a series, but leads to like a movie, that's like probably would not end cinemas, but like maybe a or maybe just a four part television drama. Yeah, that ties them all together at the end, like a special a bit event. like the Clone Wars. The last um, four
1: episodes of Clone Wars that was basically an event.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And they've done plus, it so well with Clone Wars. Plus it's so Dave and
1: John, so they'll, why it like said, again? along with Patty Jenkins for Rogue Squadron. <coughs> Excuse me. It's uh, Dave and John, so they'll, they'll smash it.
0: Definitely. So moving on from that, we have the announcement of Orlando. Um, everyone's favourite scoundrel, Orlando Calrissian, for will return in a brand new event series for Disney+. Um, I'm assuming when they say event series, I yeah. mean, it's like... I think that's it's what a ...one-off say, yeah. production at the moment. Um, yeah. Uh, so, Justin Simeon, uh, creator of the critically acclaimed DIY people, uh, who's also a huge Star Wars fan, is, develop- is developing the story. Um, and we got that... This is the one-one one that should have it. been
1: called The Calrissian Chronicles.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but I wonder if it's going to be like, is it going to be Billy Day Williams? Is it going to be Childish Gambino? Is I've going seen to be that a theory banned
1: around the line. I like that theory that obviously it will be Billy D talking about uh, stories from his youth. And then it obviously be because uh, they didn't announce Donald Glover's returning in this, which I have to believe he will be. I can't believe they would do a, a Lando series and then recast it again. So I would love it to be like obviously Billy D uh, telling stories about his youth. And then obviously we see it through uh, Donald Glover. Who did a great job as Lando in Solo?
0: Yeah, so uh, one of my favorite episodes of the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, which was a TV series Luke Stone produced in the '90s, um, was when Harrison Ford came back and he was like telling a story, I believe, in one of the episodes, and it flashed back to like the Young Indiana Jones who who'd been playing Indiana Jones last season, um, and it was like blew my mind as like a teenager. Um, so I have fond memories of that. So if this is going to be Billy Day Williams, in a bar or playing sabac in a casino or in a cantina and he's telling stories while he's playing cards and then and then it flashes back to Donald Glover Charles Gambino doing the adventures um, I'm all yeah, for that 100%. that would be absolutely fantastic um, I definitely can't see them recasting Donald Glover so I think it's it's either Billy D. Williams as Lando or it's Charles Gambino as Lando or it's both I can't see it. Maybe being they've got it nearly ninety
1: nine percent done. But they just don't have Donald Glover nailed down one hundred percent yet. Like I said, like I can't see it just being Billy D because obviously he's up there in age now. I don't. I'm not sure what you could do.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I can't see them. I mean, no one will be signing like this yet because yeah, he's still developing the story. So Justin Justin Simeon is still developing the story. Yeah. So they're not going to sign actors to like contracts new ones that are like and there's no story yet I mean
1: yeah, I was you know for a fact they probably got yeah.
0: three movie deals anyway off when they off of, of when they come back obviously these aren't movies so they might be a, need a bit of renegotiation but other than that I think obviously they won't announce obviously the Kenobi series are ready to go so now they've announced Hayden yeah. but like this is not ready to go yet they've got a logo and they've got someone who's developing a story so obviously that story needs to be fully developed first gets green lit next because um, again this show probably hasn't been green it's still developing the story to me the production hasn't been green yet obviously the development has been um, and I hope it will lead to a green lit production um, but yeah like they're not going to be announcing actors in this when they're still at the very early stage um, at the moment in my opinion anyway of how yeah, definitely. How but, yeah
1: definitely like, like I said uh, I would love it to be both of them obviously pay respect for Billy D. and like I said Donald Glover nailed it as Lando in solo he just he just he like you could just see him being a long a young Landor Calrissian. He was really good. So yeah, I could just yeah I could see it being both. And like you said, once the story is obviously fully developed, they'll announce that Donald Glover is returning and uh, maybe Billy D Williams is returning as well. So I'm looking forward to that one. Obviously, don't know a lot about it. Loved uh, loved uh, loved Billy D. He's a legend, and uh, obviously Donald did a great job in Solo. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. The logo looks really cool. One nitpick about that, like, they should have called it the Calrissian Chronicles, but that's just my personal taste.
0: Yeah. Well, they could still change that if it's, it's still in development. Um, it's just
1: sometimes I like, I like a series so to be change the, um, the name. Sometimes, uh, like, obviously, Lando, it's a bit on the yeah. nose. Even if you called it the Lando Calrissian Chronicles, people would still get, oh, Lando Calrissian. So, yeah. But obviously, if it's Donald Glover, everyone will watch it anyway because people love Donald Glover. Yeah, he is.
0: Well, the guy's a genius. genius. Um, how do you feel about... So let's say Lando comes out and is fantastic, wins everyone over. How do you feel about a Han Solo cameo and leading into a sort of a Han Solo series? And then we've essentially got Solo 2. Yeah, I, I will
1: test the waters with Lando. And then I I would find it very weird if Alden didn't come back to the cameo type thing. Obviously, they work in the same field, like of a, like being a smuggler and all that type of thing. I'd love to see, like... Uh, I know he's in everything at the moment, but I'd love to see, like, the bounty hunters in this, like the Boba Fett, the Dengars, the uh, IG-88s and that type of thing. It It's that type of, like, crime thing. So, yeah, I could see, obviously... Olden being in it at some point,
0: definitely. Um, and how about um, makes sense? Yeah. if it's in that same time frame,
1: back. it would definitely make sense for Kira, who obviously we don't know her fate after solo. She was off to Dathomir to work with Maul, and then last time, and then the next time we see Maul after that, he's stranded on Malachor. So there is definitely a story that I'm waiting to be told. So yeah, I could definitely see Amelia Clark being in it. I could see anyone from Solo being in it, really. So yeah, I could definitely see that.
0: And then moving on from that, obviously the shorts already been announced. Uh, Andor, Andor, a tense nail-biting spy thriller created by Tony Gilroy, um, who of course directed the um, extra shoots on Rogue One, um, is set to arrive on Disney Plus in twenty twenty two. Diego Luna reprising the role of the rebel spy, Cassie Nando from Rogue One. will be joined by a fantastic new cast that includes Stellan Skarsgård, uh, Adria Adrona, Fiona Shaw, Denise Gao, Kyle Soller, Genevieve O'Reilly, as my mothman, of course. Um, I know someone who's not mentioned in the press release, but I would imagine that... Um, I think they confirmed K2 that, SO didn't they? A while well. back.
1: I'm sure they confirmed that he's um, back.
0: Yes. Yeah, so they confirmed that a while back but then have left them off the press release this time around. Uh, production kicked off three weeks ago in London. Um, and, of course, they released a sort of a, a set behind-the-scenes, little sneak peek of Diego Luna we chatting about it and also showing you a few scenes. Well, not scenes, but yeah. setups from the production.
1: It looks, uh, it looks very... Uh, obviously, they were talking about it in the thing and they say it's no different to a major motion picture. So and they're not, they're not using the volume for this so obviously this is this one will take longer to do that's why they tend to have the quick turnaround for the Mandalorian seasons because they use the volume but they are building i think Kathleen said Kathleen Kennedy said that they're building a volume obviously in uh London LA and somewhere else to go so cause they do obviously they do a lot of uh, shooting for Star Wars at Pinewood in the UK So, I'm guessing they're building a volume at the Pinewood Studios.
0: Yep. I would imagine so. If they're not, maybe they're building their own just around the corner. Um, But yeah, this production up like obviously was at Pinewood. They were shooting a lot of sets, uh, like um, sort of quotes from Neil Scanlan. He was there. All the big shots from the production side of the movies were working on this. Um, So, I'm excited to see where this goes. feels to me very much like a little bit like Captain America Winter Soldier like spy espionage thriller vibes um, he obviously Tony also, Gilroy wrote, wrote as well. did he
1: write the Bond the Bond
0: series I believe he wrote so the scripts been, yeah. yeah he was part of the writing team on the movies um, Rogue One and obviously he was also like I said he he directed the reshoots on Rogue One Um on that one as well, so he sort of very knows definitely yeah. knows these characters very well. Um, for me, I'm excited. Obviously, uh, of anyone who played uh who managed to get to the void and do Secrets of the Empire, which is like a ILM X Labs sort of VR cross between VR and Laser Quasar, Laser Quest, Laser Tag thing, um, where you sort of sneak into. Vedas Castle um, on a mission for Cassian Andor um, it sort of has vibes of that going on um, so quite a, and Diego Luna come back and actually shot scenes for like the beginning of that if, you, if anyone's ever played it uh, he sort of gives you the mission himself before you board the spaceship and the shuttle that's going to take you to Mustafar um, so yeah this guy obviously loves the character I love Star Wars um, who can forget the way I used to love the word Jabba in, uh, in the promotion material for Rogue One? Um, so yeah, sort of very excited for the Andor series. I'm glad, you know, this is the one that's shooting right now, so this one's the one we can almost taste. Like I said, we've got behind the scenes looks at certain setups from the show there, um, which is available on the Star Wars YouTube page as well. Um, but yeah. Just just fantastic. Um, does this one feel more real to you mean, Yeah, of the now that, that we've, we've so seen, obviously, the
1: uh, sizzle reel, they call it. Uh, we've seen the sets. We've seen the costumes. We've seen, like, concept art of where he could be going. Yeah, it definitely it feels more real. It's only, like, obviously, we're nearly the end of 2020 now. So, yeah, it's probably over just about a year away. I wonder, when it, I wonder if it'll drop, like, early 2022, because I'm guessing... Uh, depending on if the Mando comes back for a fourth season, I'm guessing the Mando will drop the normal time in 2022 but season four. That'll drop like around October, so maybe it will drop it early. Me, I'd love like Marvel. Obviously, Marvel did their presentation. They're pumping shows out next year. I think one's in March, one's in May, one's in June. Because obviously, they've got time to make up for them. So, yeah, uh, I could see this dropping early 2022.
0: Oh, so Mando gosh. season three is coming Christmas they've said so it's Dece- December yeah so yeah. a few two months later than what we used to um that's what they've said so I don't know what that means all Mandos will go to December or maybe yeah. you know maybe season three is the end of Mando um, but yeah so that's coming December um and then obviously we've got yeah. a bad batch at the beginning of 2021 I believe um but we'll get that in a bit um So, next show is The Acolyte. Um, So, we finally know what Leslie headland has been working on, the Emmy Award-winning nominated creator of the mind-bending series Russian Doll, Um, brings a new Star Wars series to Disney Plus with The Acolyte. The Acolyte is a mystery thriller that will take the audience into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. Um, So, straight away, sort of the High Republic initiative, publishing initiative, comes from Lucasfilm. That's across books, novels, comics, uh, young reader books, young reader comics. Um, sort of, this is going to tie into the end of that, which is fantastic. Um, this is the show I'm most excited about because I'm excited to learn about the dark side of the force and some of the secrets. Maybe we're going to learn about some, say, the Wayfinders. Maybe we're going to learn about, um, say, the priests. Maybe we're going to learn about, Sith. um Obviously, the yeah. It says
1: the uh, the dark side powers are just emerging. So obviously, at this point, the Sith would have been. I think the High Republic era ends about a hundred years before the Phantom Menace. Yes,
0: yeah, so what? I'm an, I'm an yeah, the yeah. Obviously, we get the line the, in the, uh, the Phantom Menace still. from
1: ki mundi saying uh, the Sith have been extinct for a millennium. Because obviously, it's about a thousand. It's a thousand years the Sith have been. Quote unquote gone, even though they've obviously survived and they've been been working in the shadows for a thousand they're just hiding years they're, yeah, they're just hiding. to uh, have their revenge. So, yeah, obviously, I could see it. Yeah. The Acolyte, obviously, I think they said a while back it's obviously going to be a female led show. So maybe The Acolyte is the Sith Lord of the time, and maybe she takes on a young. Well, oh, maybe not young. I don't know. Obviously, I don't know how old he lives. But obviously, we might see Darth Plagueis in this point because obviously, if it's a hundred years before the uh, Phantom Menace, and we could obviously get a bit more Darth Plagueis in coming. I have to believe we'll see Darth Plagueis at some point in the show. But this show really intrigues me. Like I love Dark Side stuff. We don't obviously get enough of it in uh, Star Wars. All very hush hush. We got a bit of it in Rise of Skywalker we've seen bits and bobs in rebels and that type of thing. But I love uh, a show dedicated to the dark side is really cool. And uh, I'm sure they said a while back, it's obviously going to be like um, a hand-to-hand combat type of thing.
0: Yeah. So I'm not these acolytes going to be using like, um, Terracassi maybe using some martial arts, um, which would be fantastic. Um, for me, I'm glad we don't know much about it, but what they what they have revealed has got me very excited. Um, like I said, dark side artifacts and the secrets are very appealing to me. We don't get a lot of them, but when we do, they have done really well. So, for example, the Clone Wars arc, where we learn about um, Seiford Diaz, um, when they find his crashed ship and his lightsaber, and they begin to investigate. Um, yeah, when Yoda goes to Moraban, um, in his final lock, um, in Rebels, like I said, when Ezra and Maul are at the temple and managed to open it up and steal the the, the, um, the Sith holocron, um, and then again in Rise of Skywalker, we're diving into sort of the this idea of the Sith Eternal and of the Wayfinders. Um, so it's been dealt with very sporadically, but the little sprinkles we've had have been really, really sort of juicy. We want more of it, and hopefully we're get a lot more of it yeah. in this show. Um, so I haven't said when that's coming, but I mean, if that's the next yeah, series to come, when. like that'll be absolutely be fantastic. Doesn't really have a date. So, like, she was like the third series announced, wasn't she? Obviously, we didn't know what it was, but obviously, we had Mando, we had Andor, and then the announcement that Leslie Headland was working on a show was like the third thing announced. So, for me, I hope it comes out that yeah, way. Yeah, definitely. It's the one yeah.
1: that's intrigued me
0: the most. Uh, and then moving on from that, we've got Star Wars The Bad Batch, uh, which we did get a sizzle trailer for. Um, the series follows an elite and experimental clones of The Bad Batch, who obviously first introduced in The Clone Wars. Um is they find their way in a rapidly changing galaxy in the immediate aftermath of the Clone Wars. Um, so I think, like, I love the trailer. Yeah. It was, like, Clone Wars logo burned into the Bad Batch logo. Like, that's not highly what this show is. Like, it's essentially a sequel to Clone Wars. Um, Clone Wars ended with Order 66 happening and the Empire being born. That was the very end of Clone Wars. This is going to pick up with, like, well, guess what, the Empire is here now. What does it mean for those who survived? Um, I love the sizzle reel. Didn't give you any story away, but showed you loads of cool stuff. I love the fact we have Palpatine in there, um, as well. Um, yeah, so obviously one of the taglines is for this is that um, they will take on daring mercenary missions as they struggle to stay afloat and find new purpose. So it looks like maybe they don't get affected by Order sixty six. No one comes to kill them, um, but now they're not soldiers anymore. So what do they do? And they're struggling to stay afloat, both money wise uh, and also struggling to find a purpose because yeah. the purpose was to win the war, and the war's now over. Uh, and I would have to see them like being like bounty hunters, mercenaries, being like heroes for hire, almost like the A team type of thing going on, maybe in the uh, first few episodes. Then I would have alternate them realizing that the Empire's bad actually. We might join a rebel cell. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Bounty
1: Hunters, we obviously see a Fennec Shand in the trailer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so we see her obviously, a helmet, which was a big part of one of the episodes of Mandalorian that had been out recently. Uh, We see someone wearing the exact same helmet, which, you uh, know, to me, says, yeah, that is Fennec Shand.
1: There's so much, like, to see in this trailer. Obviously, we see the Palpatine speech from Revenge of the Sith as a different perspective, because obviously the clones are back on Kamino. I'm guessing the clones after that uh, get cast out really they're not really bothered anymore the empire they've used them for their purpose so it'd be quite a it'd be quite a good show to see obviously how the clones react to uh that I'm guessing some will be pro some will be f- not uh, against the empire uh yeah the animation looks just as good if not a little bit better than the clone wars season 7 so obviously they've put uh, a lot of uh, money into it a big budget animated thing, and uh yeah, it just it looks really good. I think we'll get it. I think they, I think they're on about releasing that early twenty twenty one. So that's not even that far away. It'd be good to have something else to watch between February and yeah. April, do you think we'll get I that thought, February? Yeah, we'll get that round there that time. So I'm thinking the only two. Oh, sorry, in how
0: many?
1: Uh, I'm not quite sure, to be fair. I don't know if it'll be like the uh, old Clone Wars series where we used to get like 20 episodes. And I'd be happy with that.
0: i will be very happy with 20 episodes. I hope it is more towards 20 than it is 10. Uh, I I hope we do get uh, towards 20. I think
1: there was 20-odd episodes in the first series of the Clone Wars, so there's no reason why they can't do it. So I would be... More than happy, yeah. And then obviously, if we get one a week, that keeps us going for a while. Gives us like Star Wars to uh, enjoy every week. So yeah, I'll be. I'm really happy. i really look forward to it. It's one of my favourite eras in Star Wars. Is just after Revenge of the Sith. Obviously, we start seeing the Empire come to power and the power vacuum that creates. So yeah, I'm. And uh, obviously, we probably. I'm probably believe we'll see a few Jedi in it that have survived. The Quinlan Vos is, is the uh, upper ancestors of the world. Maybe we might see them. See the bounty hunters. Obviously, if they're going to become like soldiers of fortune, like you said, the A team, we're going to see bounty hunters, and maybe see Cad Bane again. Maybe they might use that repurposed Clone Wars episode with Boba Fett to see the Cad Bane arc. Because, like I said, obviously the Clone Wars is called the Clone Wars, but we still have other, we still have other stories with other characters. So I wonder if that'll be like the case with this.
0: I think so. I think we want to see a lot of other characters. Um so yeah, I'm I'm very excited for it. Um the next one is Star Wars Visions, presenting all new creative takes on a galaxy far far away. Star Wars Visions will be a series of animated short films celebrating Star Wars through the lens of the world's best anime creators. The anthology collection will be will bring 10 fantastic visions from several leading Japanese anime studios, offering a fresh and diverse cultural perspective of, to Star Wars. Um, so I, I love the idea of this. I would say a collection of 10 movies, um, not necessarily long but like short short animated movies. Um, and it could be about anything, any era of Star Wars is my understanding. Um, so we could get one about the Jedi, one about the Sith. We could get one about... Um, gangsters uh, one about Tuscan Raiders um, one about pod race drivers it really could be yeah. anything anime, and everything it, I'm here. not the
1: biggest anime fan so this is probably the show I'm looking forward to the least I'll still watch them but I'm just not a, I'm not really a fan of anime I've never really watched most of it but uh, yeah it'll be interesting to see how they go uh, at first I thought it was just going to be like a retelling of stories we've seen just in anime form but if it's gonna be uh if it's gonna be like new stories and yeah, I'll definitely watch it. Like I said, I'm not a big I'm not the biggest fan of anime. So yeah, for me this was just like, okay, it'd be a cool little show and I'll still watch it, but
0: yeah. I think what's cool is that obviously with them being short films. Even if it's not yeah. what you're used to watching normally, it won't be it's not too long. So you'll be able to digest it nicely. Um and like I said, maybe like, I have some mind-blown ideas in there about the Force or about the Jedi, the Sith, or, like I said... about. I'm still going to watch it, um, yeah,
1: but, like... Right, it's, it's just knows, the, but, I, um, I've never really been a big fan of the anime style. But, like I said, if it's new stories, I'll I'll still watch it. But I'll, I'll probably end up loving them anyway.
0: Yeah, for me, sort of the description reminds me of a bit of, like, the idea behind... Yeah. Um, from a certain point of view, like we're getting these sort of 10 stories that are like going to be different, like canon, but like, have you thought of it this way before? Um, so, sort of very, very exciting for that. And then, last but not least, we have a droid story. As Lucasfilm continues to develop new stories, the intersection of animation and visual effects offers new opportunities to explore. Lucasfilm Animation will be teaming up with Lucasfilm's visual effects team Industrial Light and Magic to develop a special Star Wars adventure for Disney Plus, a droid story. This epic journey will introduce us to a new hero guided by legendary duo R2-D2 and C3PO. Me too. Um, <laughs> so this was my least favourite one. <laughs> it was a yeah, bit like... Fun. Sounds fun. Um, a cross between animation and ILM. Um, I don't know if they're trying to make like a sort of... a a VR experience, or is it just going to be like a crazy cross between animation and 3D animation? I, I, I don't know. Um, no story points. Obviously, you know, for a fine yeah. fact, Anthony Daniels will be C-3PO, I'd imagine, so the gravy train continues. <laughs> um, obviously, we do get to see C-3PO back in action, which is fantastic. Obviously, love those guys. Um, but yeah, I, I can't see the story being too to mental. When I first saw the Words a Droid story, my first thoughts went to that cancelled animated series by yeah. the um by Seth Green and the guys over at Robot Chicken. Which was called um I can't recall now. D right? Star Wars Detour. So I'll just quickly googled. It. So essentially before the merger happened, the guys from Robot yeah. Chicken was George George loved Robot Chicken. He loved the Star Wars Robot Chickens. Um so these guys had pitched this Star Wars D2 as animated series. Um and it, like finished it. But then when the merger yeah. happened, like they just never released it. So it's still it's in the can. Um so it was like obviously because George loves like fun and George, believe it or not, although George like loves Star Wars and created it and knows it can be taken seriously. He also knows that you can also make fun of it. Um, so, yeah, Star Wars D2S is an unaided American CGI animated comedy series. Um, it was produced by of Animation in collaboration with Robot Chicken. Creators, Seth Green and Matthew Senright. Um, although roughly two seasons of the show exist, they've never been released to the public since the Walt Disney Company's acquisition of Lucasfilm in 2012. The show has been on hiatus to allow Luke Animation to focus on other projects. Um, so it'd be a let's have a look so so yeah so in November so this this November I just finished a six minute episode titled Dog Day Afternoon was leaked on the internet the episode features zukas in Fallon. um played by Andy Richter and Real Al Yankovic attempting Rob Dexter's diner um Lando Carl, Rizim, Boba, Fett, and Jabba also appear so you might be able to still find that if it leaked um so yeah so for me that series is sitting in the can finished so depending on who it was finished for i don't see why that can't be on disney Plus. i mean it's not this it's not this show it's not a droid tale but um that was sorry a droid story and that was my first thought was to this series because i had heard about this series um this series is like i said two seasons and it's got 39 episodes produced um it's, a, it's not a droid story but if you tell us about a droid story or oh, the Star Wars D2S I'm more excited about Star Wars D2S to be honest um, some of the voice casting involved in Star Wars D2S Seth Green D. Bradley Baker obviously from Rebels and Clone Wars Anthony Daniels obviously armored Best Billy Dee Williams Seth MacFarlane Felicia Day Zachary Levy Catherine Tabor uh, Chris Summer Donald Faison uh, Nat Faxon uh, Joe McHale We had Al It's quite a big like voice cast there as well <laughs> um, so yeah so obviously that's not been announced but that that was what I first thought about when I saw that a droid story before yeah. I started reading into it I was like oh is that that droid D2S thing uh, but but no it's not um, but yeah it makes you think um, like the amount of stuff that's sitting like, yeah unfinished obviously the big ones that
1: was going to be the TV show that they developed before obviously the merger Apparently, all the scripts are done for that and that thing. They've got, like, 50 scripts done. And, obviously, they we saw that, uh, like, footage that was leaked. So, obviously,
0: that's there. So, yeah. The test footage, yeah. I think, I think well, the other problem with that one was, I think, yeah. at the time, streaming isn't what it is now. So, finding somebody to finance, like, 70 yeah. dollars episodes... Was impossible at the time, obviously. Once you see how popular streaming is, and now you've got Disney of the company, it's very easy to spend that money. But back yeah. then, it was like finding people that actually want to get in board with that, uh, was very difficult. Um, so which, uh, which out of all the announcements are you looking the most? Then I like there's two different ones. Like, I'm
1: most looking forward to the Acolyte just because it's dark side, we don't know anything about it, it sounds really cool. But, like, literally, most of the ones that we know about, most looking forward to Obi Wan for uh, obviously Hayden to come back with Vader and all that type of thing. It sounds crazy. Uh, Rogue Squadron sounds really good. And Ahsoka. They're probably my top three at the moment. But then, like, the newer ones I'm more intrigued about, like Rangers of the New Republic and the Acolyte. So, yeah, uh, you, mate?
0: Yeah, I think the Acolyte's definitely the most intriguing one for me. That's the one I'm sort of most excited about, finding new things out about the dark side. Um, For nostalgia, Obi-Wan Kenobi, getting Hayden back, loving that. Um, And then obviously, Patty Jenkins coming to direct the Star Wars film uh, about X-Wings. Again, like, what a time to be alive, as we see all the time here on the show. It is the golden age of Star Wars, and Kathleen Kennedy... Certainly, prove that with this presentation at the Disney Investors. 100%, it, yeah, um, just a few things to uh mention other Lucas Silver stories. Uh, so Lucas is currently in pre production on the next installment of Indiana Jones. Um, James Mangold's directing. Um, he obviously directed Ford versus Ferrari, uh, which was called the Man 66 thing in this country. Um, yeah, and he obviously directed Logan, I believe. Uh, so, yeah, he's done some great movies there. Oswego Harrison Ford will be back um, to play yeah Jones, perhaps for the last time. That's going to start shooting in 2021, spring. All right. Um, it it's going to be been been by the July 2022, I reckon. So, maybe, yeah. Uh, and then we also have Willow coming to Disney+. Plus. Uh, so, that's a new series uh, based on set decades after Ron Howard's 1988 film. Uh, Warwick I've Davis returns as a title character. Willow, Willow's good. Uh, yeah. John, Ch- John, John, John directing the pirate, apparently. Uh, so he did. He is show or a film? which is very good. Um. So, Willow's a movie. Yeah, I know.
1: I know Willow's a movie, but, but obviously
0: this, is this is a new a Willow is a show. Yeah. Yeah, so directing the pilot is John Chu, so yeah, the pilot episode has been directed by this gentleman. Um, And it's going to shoot in Wales, and that's going to debut in 2022 as well on Disney+. The last thing, uh, finally, the Lucasfilm catalogue is expanding further with a story that will introduce a new hero and explore an original world that feels perfectly paired with Lucasfilm storytelling. Um. So it's based on a best-selling novel, Children of Blood and Bone. The story was sent around a young African girl's heart-racing quest to restore magic to a forsaken people, um, the Magi. Um, Lucasfilm will partner with 20th Century Studios uh, for this upcoming of age adventure. Um, so, yeah, good to yeah, see yeah. sort of the... Not just doing Star Wars. Obviously, we love Star Wars. What about Star Wars? But good to see that. You know, George, when George had Lucasfilm. Yes, it did Star Wars, but it also did things like... Um, Obviously Indiana Jones and our production of Lucasfilm. Um so was there was a out oh, it was like a World War Two fighter movie. Um what was it called? Red Plains or something? I'll quickly Google it. Ooh. Red Tails. Um so yeah, Lucas produced a movie called Red Tails in twenty twelve, um and it's about um the Tuskegee Airmen um in the African American United States Army forces um during World War two. Um, so yeah, good to see that like, they're still broadening the company and doing things that aren't just Star Wars. Obviously, another you know, that one that George did, George is very proud of, was um, Strange Magic, which sort of was finished just as the merger happened and is available on Disney Plus now, I believe. Um, yeah, and that's All actually right. directed by Gary Wright, from from Luke's so. Um Yep. Yep. Um, yeah it's good to see this still following in george's vision of like not just obviously a lot of star wars which is great for us but also not just star wars you know a fantastic storyteller is a fantastic storyteller so they've got these fantastic storytellers in the company that's not just writers directors but that's also from um concept artists to graphic designers to creature concept people um to the sound guys like we're all brilliant storytellers so that can tell great stories yeah, in all different kinds of media and all different times of the world.
1: Three Star Wars animated shows that are in pre- are in pre-production, but obviously haven't been announced yet. Apparently, one's a High Republic animated show, and then there's uh, two more that apparently and there's apparently another couple of Star Wars live-action projects that are in pre-production or like apparently the Boba Fett one is happening. They're filming it now, so why they didn't announce it, I don't know. But apparently, there is a Boba Fett show coming. And apparently they're filming it now, so whether they're waiting for the end of Mandalorian season two to announce it, but there is other stuff coming as well that obviously wasn't announced. So yeah, it's an exciting time.
0: It certainly is. It certainly certainly is. Um,
1: no, I mean, I wasn't expecting
0: that. this much to get announced. Um, but I think they've obviously you know hbo max is sort of floundering in the states it's got its critics who don't like it um and i think disney plus is saying that strike while we can not we've got all this content in production this it's is it's going to be the most premium streaming service you can get yeah. yeah so i think like they they're coming with the big guns um
1: well they've already got coming they've, they've 6 million subscribers and it's only been going a year that's not bad
0: definitely not bad mate 100% um, yeah my worry is I just hope they don't put all the Star Wars stuff on like, yeah, that price one tier there, we'll all win Tours, but we'll pay it. It.
1: that's the thing with Disney we'll all pay it
0: well 100% <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I'll definitely rather pay it because remembering From back to what World days here in the UK Mandalorian season one where where we no. yeah where we didn't have access um wasn't good. And like I said, I, I always said I would I would pay over the odds for it and like I said certainly, certainly will. Um Yeah, um any other new stories Nothing I can think of, about, mate, or or I'm uh, gonna uh,
1: think no. No, I think we've got all the news we can handle this week to be fair. Yeah, obviously
0: you listeners out there, uh, do not worry, we are very aware that we are behind on our The Mandalorian season two review shows. Um Mad. Just yeah. I think both our works have been quite crazy, haven't they? In um lots of overtime going on, lots of long shifts lots going of on. Screaming into your pillows to try and not murder um, people you work with. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, certainly, definitely, mate. Um Definitely. Um, the Siege, yeah. So I think well, our last well, yeah, one we, we, are, like, we said the, finales, the Siege. <laughs> yeah. It'll be fine. So I think we're behind three episodes. Yeah. But when that one is be before. But we are working on getting those reviews up for everyone. But we made the decision today to talk about the new series that were announced because we thought that was more sort of breaking news. We wanted to talk about them, so it was exciting. Um, rather than trying to fit, yeah. like, four reviews or three reviews into one episode. The book is hand. Got any new Star Wars merchandise? goes live at 9 go.
1: o'clock and Star action, mate. So I'll be pre-ordering that as soon as 9 o'clock comes round. It
0: it looks Ooh, sick. That's... So I've just seen the figure highlighted by JediNames.com. Yeah. yeah. But... But I didn't. The picture yeah, brilliant. Just I
1: want just double that. I've looked I didn't realize Facebook, it was girl, going I'm live tonight. Sure so thank you for the heads up on that. That it goes live tonight on the because it's up on the site, but obviously there's no tab to order it yet. But uh, yeah, I think let just double check now. I'm spot on the face. I wish they had a Twitter page. I hate Facebook. But uh, let's have a look. yeah, because there, there's a few more going live. To, yeah, we're going live today yeah, six hours ago. we're Going live tonight at nine p.m. So yeah, obviously this wave has the Bo-Katan Black Series figure but then they're doing the, uh, like, from the vault ones, which will be a Shaw Trooper from Rogue One, a Hover Tank Trooper from Rogue One, and a Tusken Raider, obviously, from A New Hope, The Mandalorian, Tag of the Clones, everything. <laughs> mm. Bogatan, yeah, same, yeah. That's what I'll be, that's what I'll be I'll, going for. I probably just want but, uh...
0: Bog- Bogatan. I've had some... So I've had some speaking of Star Action figures. I've had two deliveries recently. Um, Ooh. so I got three series from the Gaming Greats Black Series line. I got um Jedi Knight Revan from Galaxy of Heroes, he's a beautiful figure in the white robes. Um, I got the Electro Staff Purge Trooper because <laughs> yeah, he's like it, my worst enemy in the game, Jedi Fallen Order. So I'm glad I got him. And I also got um, I'm gonna have right, the try one, Savers, uh, Darth Nihilus, yeah. from Knights of the Republic, and he's his mask looks sick. And the the on his robes is fantastic as well, and his lightsaber hilt is like almost majestic, Sith-like. Um, haven't seen it. Before. Uh, I can't remember. The game, of the Old Republic. But the, the figures are fine, so I got those three. Trump? Um. So yeah, so I mean, the figures sick. I love it. Um, so I got those three from Star Action figures, and I got another delivery where I, which were all Clone Wars related. So I got the Mandalorian loyalist. So he's a sick Mandalorian. He's got the double blaster double blasters. He's got the Mandalorian armor on. He's wearing the blue jumpsuit, similar to Jango. He's got the jetpack. And we've got the um, 332nd Ahsoka's clone trooper. So it's like the 501st, but with the Ahsoka helmet. Yeah. He comes with two blasters. One of the like the heavy blaster and the short blaster. Uh, the detail on the helmet's beautiful. And then I've actually got, obviously, Ahsoka Tano herself from Clone Wars, where she's wearing the um, sort of grey-blue Mandalorian jumpsuit, which has the Mandalorian emblem, um, sort of that sort of, I don't know how you describe it, but that, that, sh- that, shape, that shape in the middle with the two blue here. So they, bigger, that's all right for one. me, and they all look fantastic. So
1: I'm just trying to think if there's anything else I've got. Yes, I'm really, really happy. No, um, to be fair, we're in a bit of a book drought at the moment. The High Republic starts next month. I've already got Light of the Jedi orders, which obviously a lot of uh, Star Wars YouTubers are reviewing right now, the embargo lifted today or yesterday, and they're all saying it's really good. Uh, so I've read the first eight chapters that like, because they released the first eight chapters because obviously it was supposed to be out in August so just to build hype they released the first eight chapters I've read up to chapter six because I don't really want to read all the way through because then I feel like I've already read like ten chapters by the time it comes out but uh, yeah they're they're coming out next month and they uh, from what I've heard from everyone who I uh, like uh, obviously the YouTubers I like and respect that they're really good So which, which YouTubers have been chatting about that? Have we had hasn't said anything in particular, but he is giving the impression that he uh, really liked it. And I saw another one as well. I can't remember who it was. I said, all well, the ones I like, but uh, I've said it's really good. But yeah, he's just he just released a video uh, two hours ago, Star was Explained. He said, I read the first three High Republic books and they're great. So I'll watch that after we've come off here and see what he says.
0: Good, yeah. I think obviously Alex and Molly yeah, do a great it's job on Yeah, um, probably my go-to. I've got uh, as well. Eckhart's
1: ladder. Um, And what's the other one? Uh, I I like the Star Wars Reading Club. I like that one. It's obviously quite good to like learn new canon stuff when I haven't got time to go through all the books and read it.
0: it what's my favorite? It was really... You haven't mentioned your favorite.
1: Oh, right, yeah. And, uh, never mind the other. Mike Zero. Yeah. No, <laughs> I was just thinking it was my favourite. No, yeah. Sorry, I couldn't, I couldn't resist that one. I'm sorry, mate. Old, old <laughs> fucking Johnny Bullshit. him some more. He gets hate for that. Mike Zero, that's all but, advice. Yeah, I was just looking through his videos before we came on, and like <laughs> every one is just absolute yeah. nonsense. <laughs> YouTube, yeah, because you could just.
0: Oh, it makes me yeah. want to start my own. You website Based window is really Darth Vader. Like, and there's the on, proof. Make, like...
1: And then you watch the video and it's like you haven't yeah. said anything, but yeah. it obviously works for the guy. Can't fault that. Big YouTube account.
0: Yeah, big, big yeah. Uh, big, big clicks. Loads clicks. Suppose it's
1: not hard to make up content when you just make stuff up to be right.
0: equals cash. Yeah, definitely made. Um, that brings an end to our episode, then, I believe, um, like I said, guys, um, thanks for tuning in. But hoping to get those Mandalorian reviews coming up soon, um, just in case I find the time. I am on Twitter, um, Instagram, Star
1: Wars Ian, on lowercase, and uh, that's where you can find me, mate.
0: Awesome. Well, Ian, again, thanks for joining us. Obviously, it's always a pleasure having the Canon Junkie XL on the show. Um, Obviously, if you listened to this episode at the beginning, you would have heard a trailer for the Dorky Diva show's brand-new audio drama, The Adventures of the Zolan Dart. Um, so they've got a big announcement where, I think, at the end of this week, they're going to be announcing it's no longer going to be coming soon. They're going to announce the release date. Um, so stay tuned for that. Obviously, it's going to be good to see some Star Wars fans creating some cool content. Um, obviously, the trailer i've loved um so i'm not really into audio dramas I'm not really listening to any but the fact that it's sort of like it's a star wars story it's but it's not an audio book it's also got like sound effects and placements of scenes within it um so i'm really excited to check out the whole project when it comes out so like i said just go over to the donkey diva show's social medias and the donkey diva show presents.com to uh, read more about that and like i said we'll probably announce the release date wants to release it as it's well in the next episode um but ian thank you very much for joining us it's been a pleasure please follow us on twitter at bosstar that's at b o r e s s t a r and on instagram and facebook at starboards podcast you can also reach us on email at starboards podcast at gmail dot show can be found on spotify apple podcasts anchor and wherever podcasts can be found. Please give us a like, subscribe, and don't forget to leave a five-star review. May the force be with you.